It's the old radio comedy podcast. It's episode 45 of season 2 in time for another classic comedy radio show from the golden age of radio. George Burns and his wife, Gracie Allen, started their careers in vaudeville in the 1920s and worked together as a comedy team for over 40 years. They found success in movies together in the 1930s, and the radio show, which began in 1934 as The Adventures of Gracie and later became The Burns and Allen Show in 1936, ran until 1950 and made them household names. They also starred in a popular TV show from 1950 to 1958. After Gracie died in 1964, George continued performing in TV and movies and doing stand-up shows until 1995 at the age of 99. He died the following year at 100. Sit back and relax for the December 8th, 1942 broadcast of The Burns and Allen Show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. Well, hello. Come right in. Oh, George, we've got company. This is Bill Goodwin speaking for Lever Brothers, makers of Swan, the new white floating soap. Well, it's Tuesday night again, and that means another pleasant visit with George Burns and Gracie Allen, Jimmy Cash, and Paul Whiteman's music. And now, meet the people who live in the Burns house, George and Gracie. Answer the door, Gracie. I haven't finished shaving. All right, dear. Oh, good morning, Mr. Postman. Good morning, Mrs. Burns. No letters for you this trip. Just that magazine your husband subscribes to. Oh, how wonderful. George! Yes, dear? Your copy of Cowboy Love Tales is here. <laughs> Gee, that's great. Oh, I'm so glad you brought it, Mr. Postman. It's three days late and he's having a fit. I know just how he felt, Mrs. Burns, because I read Cowboy Love Tales myself. It appeals to all us virile, red-blooded men. Oh, yes. Now we can finish that cereal. Love comes to Oklahoma Tex and find out if Tex marries the school mom. Yes, that's been preying on my mind, too. Oh, poor George dreams about it. And it's very embarrassing for me. In the middle of the night, he shakes me and he says, Ma'am, will you and me ever get hitched? I never dream much, Mrs. Burns. I sleep very soundly, and that's one of the things that keeps me in such robust health. Well, Mr. Postman, you're lucky. Well, goodbye. Goodbye, Mrs. Burns. Remember, keep smiling. Gee, I'm glad Cowboy Love Tales came. Oklahoma, Texas in a bad spot. I'll read it right after dinner, Jim. I'm dying to see that magazine. Say, you know, dear, yes. now that we're staying home nice and a kind of gas rationing, wouldn't it be nice to make friends with our neighbors? Well, maybe you've got something there. People should 
They really should get to know their neighbors. Well, I should say. Why, before I got married, a man lived next door to our house for ten years. And not one of us even said hello to him in all that time. Well, that wasn't right. Oh, no, it wasn't. And we were mighty sorry we couldn't say we knew him later when he murdered his wife. <laughs> it's a big celebrity. I hope our neighbors are just plain folks. Oh, well, all of ours seem like lovely people. Funny how little we know about them. Yeah, the only neighbors I know anything about are the ones who just moved in next door. Well, what do you know about them? Well, uh, they sleep in twin beds. He exercises with Indian clubs, and she keeps goldfish. Oh, you met them? Oh, no, I watched them unload the moving van. <laughs> I see. You could uh, you could tell all that by the stuff they own, huh? Oh, sure. For instance, I know they have a daughter they're trying to marry off. How do you know that? Well, their sofa has a built-in light switch. <laughs> well, you could be right about that. Um, what else do you know? Oh, lots of things. I know he's a hair tonic salesman because I saw his samples. I also know the hair tonic's no good. It's no good? No, one of your drawers came open and his toupee fell out. <laughs> Next time I move, it's going to be at night. And I, I know he's very tall because this morning when she hung out the wash, I had to close the dining room window. Why? The legs of his long underwear kept blowing in. <laughs> you know, Gracie, I don't think it's nice Hi, for you. Are... Hello, Gracie. Oh, hello, Bill. Glad you dropped in, Bill. Gracie and I were just discussing how to make friends with our neighbors. Yeah, you know, I'm interested, Bill. How did you and George get to be friends? Well, Gracie, I was playing golf. I hit a ball in the rough. A fella picked it up. I ran after him, knocked him down, took the ball away. We've been friends ever since. <laughs> it never happened. And you didn't knock me down. I stumbled. <laughs> and of course, there are better ways of making friends, Gracie. I have one surefire method. Oh, yeah? What is it, Bill? Well, you and George go over to a neighbor's house and ring the bell, see? When he answers the door, you say, hello, we're Mr. and Mrs. Burns, and you hold out your hand. Now, he reaches out to take it, and suddenly he gasps. Ah, why, your hand is beautiful. Tell me quickly, what kind of soap do you use? Yeah, they, uh, they always ask that. Oh, it never fails. Yes, yes. But you don't tell them, you see. You don't say that you use Swan, the new white floating soap, the soap that's purer than even the finest Castile soaps, pure as the morning dew. We don't tell them. Oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Now, George, you've got his curiosity Oh, around. sure, sure. Well, he says, please tell me what kind of soap you use. Now we tell him. No, no, not a word. Oh, suspense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even hint to them that because Swan is purer than the finest Castiles, it's bound to be kind to your hands and skin. And that's swell to know, because those pure Swan suds are great for washing dishes and for every soap and water job in the house. But mind you, don't tell him this. Don't say a word. Just look mysterious. Are you sure this is the way to make him like us? Oh, positive. Now, he begs you to tell him what kind of soap it is. I say. He pleads with you. I say. He gets down on his knees. But you still don't tell him. Oh, please, Bill. Let me tell him. No, Gracie. You, you, you don't even tell him that he can break Swan in two with an easy twist of the wrist and use half in the kitchen for dishes and cleaning and the other half in the bathroom for his hands and face. Instead, you start to walk away. We're going to leave. Oh, well, that's what he thinks. Oh, we stay. We stay. Yes, see, yes. <laughs> He follows you down the walk, George. He throws himself across your path. He beats his head on the sidewalk. He tears his hair. Tears stream down his face. Oh, please, he cries. Please tell me what kind of soap you use. I've got to know. I've just got to know. Bill, let me tell him what soap we use. Well, all right, Gracie, go ahead. Oh, thank you, Bill. It's swan, mister. It's swan. Oh. That does it. The fella is now so grateful, he's your lifelong friend. Now, you see how easy it is to make friends? 
That's what you want us to do. Yeah. Look, Gracie, here's the way to do it. First, you pick out an impossible name like uh, uh, Tralifaz. Chauncey J. Tralifaz. Now, you ring the bell and you say, I beg your pardon, but isn't your name Chauncey J. Tralifaz? And the fellow says, no, because nobody's got a name like that. Then you say, you look like Chauncey. We used to go to school together. And before you know it, he invites you in for a cup of tea and you get to be friends. Oh, well, George, that sounds wonderful. I- I'll go right out and do it. Good. Uh, all right, Gracie, we'll watch you through the window. Hello, what can I do for you? Uh, uh, I, I beg your pardon, but isn't your name Chauncey J. Trowelfast? Yes. Uh, taken an oldie, and the boys have given us four new motors. The six hits and a miss have added a bomb rack and streamlined the fuselage. And here it is, Johnny comes marching home. When Johnny comes marching home again, hoorah, hoorah, the people are gonna gather round from near and far. The ladies' hearts will be in a world. You wind up stealing the sergeant's girl. Now they'll carry on when Johnny comes marching home. The bugles play. I hear those marching feet. I hear the drums. He's coming down the street. Listen to this. Come to mom's, gal, cried Oklahoma Tex. I'm a goner. George, put down that magazine. But, Gracie, I want to see what he's a goner. <laughs> Look, we started out to make friends with our neighbors, and we're going to call on them right now. But, Gracie, Texas... Put it down, oh. put it down. 
And we won't go calling empty-handed either. We'll take a cup of sugar and two eggs to each neighbor. Each neighbor? I was looking forward to a little omelet for dinner. George, have you forgotten this is Meatless Tuesday? Eggs aren't meat. Well, they grow up to be meat. <laughs> Gracie, chickens and fowl... George, you... don't you want to call on our neighbors and make friends? Of course, sweetheart. But we don't have to go disguised like an A&P market. Oh, that reminds me. I-, I have a can of waste kitchen fat ready to take to the market. You know, the government needs grease and fats to make bombs and bullets. Uh-huh. George, isn't it wonderful that fat will explode? <laughs> My goodness, Paul Whiteman would make a blockbuster, wouldn't he? <laughs> Oh, George Burns, you're not even listening to me. What'd you all say, gal? Put down that magazine. Oh, Texas in trouble. We're going to call on the neighbors. Texas in such Here. trouble. Look, I'm... I'll carry the sugar and you carry the egg. Do we have to take this stuff? Well, I can't start breaking my family customs now. My father never went to a neighbor's house empty-handed. Or uh, was it the return trip he was always loaded down? <laughs> well, anyway, come on. Gee. Feel silly. A man shouldn't go around leaving eggs at people's houses. Well, don't think of yourself as a man, George. Think of yourself as an Easter bunny. <laughs> Thanks. Now I don't feel silly. Well, here we are. George, ring the bell. Now, when they open the door, let me do the talking. Okay. Yeah? Well, um, uh, how do you do? We're your neighbors. Everybody is short of eggs and sugar these days, so we thought we'd bring you some of ours. Oh, a couple of hoarders, huh? <laughs> hoarders? I'll bet you have an icebox full of bacon and butter. Well, sure we have. Gracie, we, we haven't got any bacon or butter. Yeah, I know. I'm just showing off. <laughs> On your way, hoarder, before I call a cop. Hey, how dare you talk like that to my husband? He's just as honest as you are, you big crook. <laughs> Come on, Gracie, come yeah, on. You better watch what you say. My husband doesn't care if you are twice as big as he is. Gracie, come yeah, on. He'll give you a good thrashing. From there? Well, I hope you're satisfied. Uh, well, don't worry, dear. We'll try it on another neighbor. Where are the eggs? Oh, gosh, I dropped them. When I thought I might have to fight that fellow, I reached for my glasses. Yeah, I know. You just got them on in time, too. <laughs> Well, here's the next house, George. Let's try here. Oh, no. I'm delivering no more groceries to neighbors. I want to see how Oklahoma, Texas... Oklahoma, Texas in trouble, you know. George! Oh, all right. Now, at this house, I'm going to try something entirely different. Yes? Um, how do you do? Uh, We're your neighbors. Uh, We'd like to borrow a few pounds of coffee, please. A few pounds of what? Well... Maybe i better explain. You this. keep quiet. I knew you were a moocher the minute I set eyes on you. <laughs> but you don't understand. You I see, understand, ma- all right. A few pounds of coffee. Why don't you ask for a few gallons of gasoline or a few pints of blood? <laughs> Look, miss, if you'd let me explain... A fine pair tr- of moochers. I'm not surprised at you, mister, but I can't understand how you can let your daughter stoop to a thing like that. <laughs> My daughter, listen, I wouldn't borrow coffee from you if I lived to be a hundred. That gives you about three months to look around. Uh-huh. She, she's sweet, isn't she, George? Sweet? She called you a moocher. Yeah, I know, but a young moocher. Gracie, you're trying to do this the hard way. If you want to make friends with somebody, just walk right in and be friendly, that's all. Now you run on home. I'll handle the next one myself. Oh, all right, dear. 
Yeah? Well, hello there, neighbor. I'm George Burns. I live across the street. I thought I'd drop over and just sort of get acquainted with you. Yeah? Nothing like getting... <laughs> Nothing like getting to know your neighbors, I always say. Huh, neighbor? Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, I heard a very funny story today. It seems that two fellows met at a bar and one fellow said, I live on Elm Street, and the other fellow said, I live on Elm Street, too. And one guy is the other guy's father. <laughs> yeah, that's the joke, all right. You know the one about the border who stopped at a... Yeah, no more lemon pie. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Well, did you hear the one about... The woman on the streetcar? <laughs> yeah. Funny story, huh? No. <laughs> no, I guess it isn't. Say, how do you know all these stories? Are you on the radio, too? Nope. In the theater? Nope. What do you do? Mind my own business. <laughs> Make friends with neighbors, fooey. Now Jimmy Cash gets in his Christmas spirit with I Sent a Letter to Santa. I sent a letter to Santa. I mailed it carefully. And here's what I'm asking of Santa. Watch over Daddy for me. Maybe he's in London Dairy or on the Western Sea. But if you would make Christmas merry, watch over Daddy for me. Like all girls and boys, I like pretty toys, especially this time of year. But I don't want trains when Daddy needs planes To help Uncle Sam keep the things we hold dear I'll buy some stamps in the meantime So we can all stay free But please Santa Claus in between Gracie give up? Oh, no. She phoned the neighbors and finally got the Baylises and the Gibsons over that night for a little get-together. The party is now in full swing and has reached its peak of mirth and merriment. <laughs> oh, you and me both, Ethel. I just can't help it, Gregory. This is the dullest party I was ever at. Yeah. And what time is it? Twelve? One? It's 9.26. Oh, Murder. Oh, isn't this a wonderful party, folks? Aren't you glad you came over, Mr. Gibson? 
Oh, sure. Oh, and such fun and so neighborly. Aren't you having a marvelous time, Mrs. Gibson? Uh-huh. Oh, I knew you would. Well, when you and your husband finish with those snapshots of our trip to Seattle, I'll bring you something else exciting. Great. <laughs> well, now, you have to pardon me while I talk to Mr. and Mrs. Bayless. Our hostess must keep busy, you know. Yeah. Well, Mr. and Mrs. Davis, isn't it a wonderful party? Oh, delightful, Mrs. Burns. Simply delightful. <laughs> well, don't forget to enjoy yourself. All righty. Bert, I could kill you for dragging me to this clam bake. <laughs> don't yap at me. It was your idea. It was not your hey, always... close it. Here comes Burns with more of those drinks. Did you get rid of the last ones? Yeah, what a beating those goldfish are taking. <laughs> Well, here you are, folks. Just shook up a new batch. Hey, Bill, bring the bailiffs to something to eat. Okay, George. Want a cracker? Want a cracker? No, thanks. Come on, Bill. You're a big help. Want a cracker? Want a cracker? They're people, not parrots. <laughs> Have you taken a good look at her nose? <laughs> well, never mind. Hiya, Mr. Gibson. How about another drink? Yeah. Well, just well, yell when you're ready for more. <laughs> Only a guy with a C card could make drinks that taste like this. Then why do you drink them? I keep hoping they'll put me to sleep. Hey, what time is it? Two, three? It's 9.31. Wow. Bill, come here a minute. What is it, Joy? Look, I haven't got the heart to tell Gracie, but this party is a mess. Can't you do something to pep it up? Oh, sure. Listen, I got a routine that's a riot at parties. I, I hypnotize a woman, and then I ask her questions. Well, all right, go ahead. Nothing can hurt this party. Okay, George. <laughs> uh, folks, I'm uh, I'm going to try a little trick. Oh, wonderful! Uh, Mrs. Bayless, uh, do you mind if I hypnotize you? I'd better ask my husband. Uh, Bert, do you mind if Mr. Goodwin puts me in a trance? Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, all right, Mrs. Bayless. Now, look me right in the eye. Now, relax. Relax. There. Now, now listen, I can make her say anything I want her to. Uh, suggest a word, somebody. Uh, umbrella. Uh, any word at all. Banana. Uh, just suggest a word. I can make her say it. Telephone. Uh, any word at all. Swan. Thank you, little lady. Oh, I almost forgot it, didn't I, Bill? <laughs> yeah, Gracie. <laughs> well, I will now make Mrs. Bayless say swan. Uh, Mrs. Bayless, listen carefully. What do you use to wash your dishes? My husband. No, no, concentrate, Mrs. Bayless. What can you break in two with a twist of the wrist? My husband. <laughs> Mrs. Bayless, I want you to say Swan, the new white floating soap that's purer than the finest Castile's. You know, women have long considered Castile soap the standard of purity, and Swan is even purer than the finest Castile soaps. Money just can't buy a purer soap than Swan. Swan, Mrs. Bayless. Swan. Oh, come on, Bill. Give her a little hint. Oh, well, all right. I will. <laughs> Mrs. Bayless, because Swan is purer than the finest Castiles, it's ideal for bathing a baby. And if it's that pure, well, you know it's great for your complexion and for your shower or tub. Tub, Mrs. Bayless. Think of Saturday night. Think of a big tub full of suds. My husband. Uh, some hypnotist. Hey, Ethel, what time is it? Four, five? Nine thirty-six. Still Tuesday? Uh -huh. Oh, aren't we 
psychology. Gracie, don't look now, but this party is dying on its feet. Well, yeah, the candy has slackened off a little bit. Yes, oh, yes. but don't worry. I know the very thing to bring it to life. Um, quiet, everybody. Quiet, please. Some noise they were making. Oh, uh, listen, everybody. I've got a wonderful surprise for you. Herman! Oh, come in, dear. Oh, now, folks, I want you to meet my little duck, Herman. Oh, brother. Poultry yet. Um, uh, Herman has learned how to recite the alphabet. Go ahead, baby, recite it. That's right, A, B, C. That was A, B, C? Yes. Go ahead, Herman, what comes next? No. No. That's right, that's right, D. That was D, huh? Yes. Oh, oh, Herman, darling, you're such a clever little ducky. Gracie, I'd like to make that kid real smart. Let's stick him in a nice hot kettle of alphabet soup. Go on, go on, go on. Well, folks, how did you like my little ducky? Wasn't he entertaining? <laughs> I thought so, too. Gracie, this party is absolutely awful. Well, I- I've got an idea. We'll take all of your cigars and soak them in water, and then we'll pass them out, and when they try to light them, that'll be a scream. Uh, forget it, huh? I would, yeah. <laughs> well, well, leave it to me. I've got a wonderful surprise, everybody. I've got a wonderful surprise. My husband is now going to sing. This I don't believe. Let's get the duck back. All right, George. All right, go ahead. Well, I hope you folks like this little number. I always sing it at parties. From time to time in every clime, blessings come from above. To well, goodbye, everybody. Yes, goodbye. Well, we've got to go. Good night. Well, good night, Gracie. Gracie. Come on, don't lock the door. Well, good night, everybody. Um, all right, there. You can stop now. They're all gone. Go on. They're gone. They're gone. You can stop. Come on, it's all over. <laughs> You mean they left while I was singing? Yeah, I, I couldn't tap it up, so I decided to break it up. Gracie, don't ever mention neighbors to me again. Oh, I won't, dear. Well, it's all over. You sit down and relax, and I'll read to you. Walking out in the middle of my song. I was going to jazz up the second chorus. Oh, well, I'll read you all about Oklahoma Tech. Why, the nerve of those people. What? Oklahoma Tech? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. At last I'll find out whether the school mom accepted them. Go ahead, read. All right. Uh, Come to my arms, gal, cried Oklahoma Tex. I'm a gonna brand you with a burning kiss. Oh, so that's what he was a gonna. (laughs) Read on. Um, Oklahoma Tex looked deep into her eyes, into the eyes of Lucy, the school mom. Never had they seen bluer. Lucy, he said, and he quivered. Lucy, let you and me travel double harness, honey. Let's you and me put on our feed bags in the same corral. Lucy smiled. Oklahoma.
George and Gracie will be back in a second, so I'm just going to remind you that even though Swan is purer than the finest Castile soaps, it's not expensive. In fact, you save money with Swan. You save in the kitchen because with Swan you don't have to buy easily wasted package soaps. And you save in the bathroom because Swan gives you more soap for your money than any leading toilet soap tested. So save money with Swan. And at the same time, see what it means to use a soap that's purer than the finest Castiles. Well, here they are, George and Gracie. Uh, <clears throat> Oklahoma text back slowly away, but the drink-maddened desperado edge closer and closer. Oh, boy. Suddenly he thrust the barrel of his gun down Oklahoma Texas throat, and his finger tightened on the trigger. To be continued. <laughs> Why do they always do that? Well, George, how can you read this silly stuff when there are so many worthwhile books? Real literary masterpieces, right here on our own shelf. But I love this one. Oh, all right. Well, let's go to bed. Oh, and bring me my copy of Agonizing Detective Tales with you. The makers of Swan, the new white floating soap, join George and Gracie in inviting you to tune in again next week, same time, when you'll meet a special guest at the Burns home, one of your favorite movie stars, Herbert Marshall. And don't forget, Swan also brings you Tommy Riggs and Betty Lou over another network. And now until next week, this is Bill Goodwin saying, Well, I, Swan, how about you? Good night. I hope you enjoyed that broadcast of the Burns and Allen Show. And I hope you all enjoy the long Memorial Day weekend, wherever you are. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast, and we'll see you right here again on Monday for our Memorial Day show, where we'll be bringing you two classic comedy radio shows back-to-back. I'm Greg Fordyce, and remember...